Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The trophy of a good podcast was always better. So, Chris, if you could haunt anybody, who would you haunt? Eamon Holmes. Why would you haunt Eamon Holmes? I don't know. I don't know why you've asked me if I'd haunt someone. Eamon Holmes, what? obviously. I'd make sure Ruth was out of the room, so she wasn't even near when near. Ah, oh, so you'd like the idea of haunting Eamon Holmes. Ruth thought Eamon was just losing. Yeah, it'd be like, what's going on? It's like, that- there's a man in my bathroom. There's no man in your bathroom. There is a man in your bathroom, Eamon. Yeah, and I'm here. Ooh. I tell you what, I- I'd like to haunt. I don't- I'd probably haunt you as Trevor Fieldgood. That happens yeah. in my head anyway. What, 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 your, your character's haunted by a ghost? No, no, I mean that he lives in my head rent-free all the time. Do, do you ever get feelings, like, when you do a stand-up show, like, you have to wait for Trevor to turn up? Like, yes. Yeah. I'm glad you're not the only one who is, because I feel that sometimes. I go, oh, AMJ ain't here, yeah? And then thinking, I am him. The, the Magnet gig, the, the first one of the year, I was still outside yeah. in me Trevor costume. Waiting for Trevor to arrive, going, he's not here yet. It's just me, <laughs> just as Trev. Come on, just come on, Trevor. You need some form of rich beforehand. What I don't like is that I'm talking on stage and then my I, I sort of see outside myself going, you're just talking, you're not thinking, you're just saying it. What's going on? It's, it does feel like a, another person's taken over. It is almost like you're watching a film sometimes, isn't it? Yes. Whilst you're on the stage, you're going, like, oh, this guy's doing really well. Look at him. He's got skills. Yeah. And he's and he's me. And he's me. But he isn't me. He's an overexcited version. So, oh, uh, is that a description of your act? He's an overexcited version of you. Yeah, that, that's the review. Three stars. That's AMJ. That's AMJ. Oh, overexcited. Next week, we might not be able to do the podcast because I'm on holiday. Fucking hell, Chris. But then, when you find out where I'm going, you'll, you'll find it quite funny. I'm going to host seasons. Camber Sands! Yes! Oh, oh, this is amazing. Why are you going to host season? At least still going to the hosting camps. Yeah, we're about to. P. We're about to go past the big P and go, ha ha! Because it's the only place you can take dogs, and it was the only place at very short notice we could get. And I thought Adam will love yeah, it because but... you've talked about it on stage a couple of times since I've known I'm going. And I thought, no, 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 I'm going to hold it back until the podcast oh, and man. tell him where I'm going. This is beautiful. It, like the beach is incredible. That's it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. Oh, there's a nice, there's a nice fish and chip shop there. Yeah. Is it a mega chippy? And you've got. It's not a mega chippy. It's not a mega chippy. It's they get very flustered if they have more than three orders. I've learned from the past. 
Can you? Oh man, can you please break into like Pontins or something like that and get photos? What do, you, do you mean? Can I go to Pontins? I can probably go to Pontins. I wouldn't want to break into it. No, I don't want. I don't want you getting photos if you haven't broken into it. There's, I don't well, want you paying be, money to go in there. Is there pictures of you on the wall and stuff? I don't bet there is. I bet there's a massive picture of me on the dartboard somewhere. This guy, he was here, then he just left. But never. He's dead to us now. He, oh well, definitely dead to them. But this isn't a podcast where we discuss how we left employers. This is a podcast where we discuss the 90s. Are you ready for small screen 90s, Chris? Yes, I am ready for small screen 90s. Well, so let's play that tune! June played. June played. I thought for a minute you said June played, like we're in June, so June is officially being played. It's a good month this month. Love the month of June. Not only is it my birthday, Paul McCartney as well. Two legends. And not forgetting Garfield the cat. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's another one where Adam is a little bit tired. When is when is your birthday? It is June the 18th. So two weeks away. Yeah, the same day as Paul McCartney, I believe. Is he going to celebrate your birthday? Well, he's, he's headlining Glastonbury. I'm, I'm not. I think I've... Uh, where, what am I doing? I've got a gig in Croydon. <laughs> this, I mean, that's, that's the, same level. the same level. And he's had slightly more hits than me, hasn't he? Yeah. Also, I forgot to tell you that my I saw my friend Joseph going down the street on his phone, laughing yeah. away when I was on my bike. So uh, I thought, right, I'm going to yell bumhead. So I yelled bumhead at him. Didn't yeah. hear it. And uh, I thought, he never looks that happy when he's talking to me. So when I got home, I said, oh, did someone call you bumhead? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to your podcast. That's what I was laughing for. I was like, oh, oh, get okay. in. <laughs> oh, finally, a listener. Finally. <laughs> I witnessed someone actually listening to this. Did he look like he was full of joy and excitement? He did. He looked more happy than he does when he's speaking to me normally. I was like, oh, who mate, are you talking to? And in some ways, you are talking to him. There. Yeah, I, well, now he's gone. Yes, I'm in the podcast. He's in the podcast. So you are listening to Small Screen Night. Is the only podcast in the entirety of the universe, world, galaxy, multiverse, whatever you choose to view the world that reviews ninety shows out of ninety. And boy, have we got a bagger of a week! I'm going to be honest. I started five minutes of one and fell asleep and woke up at four in the morning. But we let that be a little secret throughout the show. So. Chris boy, what do you want to start with? Uh, shoot people. Let's go. Every time you're slipping down the street, think about the shoes upon your feet today. It's a magic world when your toes are watching shoe people back because i wrote some notes that are more me watching it back as a approaching middle-aged man uh well i realized that it doesn't make any sense well it doesn't because the man they come alive the shoes come alive and they stick them in the back room and then they come to life and then for some reason they end up in some town having their own lives and stuff it's like what you either in the back room, or you you're in this little world. What is? I think by I think the all new adventures of the shoe people, they just dropped all the uh, stuff and just went to just them being in the little shoe town. This is fair enough. It didn't need the backstory. I uh, no. <laughs> I wrote it in big uh, sharpie. I bet it stinks in that town. <laughs> I bet it absolutely reeks. And like not a good kind of smell, the kind of smell of uh, ledger scent in the in the early nineties. People don't actually wear the shoes; they probably yeah, wash because they're not actual shoes. They are shoes, but they're not shoes. Can shoes sweat? Not on their own, I don't think. Because like if it's a hot day, surely leather or something can sweat. I just reckon it would stink, and then it made me think like, oh, fungal nail infection. It was uncomfortable watching shoe people with that in the back of my head, and I remember watching it thinking, how much crap was someone taking when they come up with this? What, Trampy, Sergeant Major. Original names. Baby Booty. Baby Booty. 
Would you like to hear an amazing fact? Which I watched it. Yeah, go on. My dad, my dad's name is Tony Barnes, and at the end of the credits, it says producer Tony Barnes. So he, he obviously went off and did some producing for sure <laughs> people on the side that we didn't even notice. Imagine if that was a thing right now that you didn't know that your dad produced shoe people. It might have been him. It might have been him. I really, I remember at the time being freaked out by these people. I don't think I watched it when I was little. I remember the theme tune. Theme tune's a banger. Yeah. I don't like inanimate objects coming to life except the brave little toaster. No, no. About the poly- I take that back. Bodyton peas? Yeah, but they've got arms and legs. I don't like it when an object like comes to life like a shoe, but it doesn't have any arms or legs. And its only way of walking around is just like it would as a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, Brave Little Toaster, it's got the little legs and the arms. Even the radio, the light moves around properly. I just didn't like it. It it was the exact same problem I had with Disney Pixar's cars. That's what I was about to say. It's like, how do they build all their towns and stuff without any arms? Yeah. And, like, have the, had, had humans already built their towns and they just run them over? Just saying. Have you seen the film Adam Sandler the Cobbler? Unfortunately, yes. It's almost like the same thing, except this made more sense. <laughs> oh, your next door neighbour that you've lived or, lived next door to ages turns out to be your dad wearing different shoes. The end of that film. <laughs> That's how it ends. I don't think you, I think you might have needed a spoiler. I don't think anyone's holding back to watch Adam Sandler the Cobbler. No, it's just it's seminal work. I've been waiting years for that. It's seminal work. The Cobbler. It is bloody cobblers. A district off Toy Story, but I think this was around before. My Toy Story is a rip-off of uh, The Brave Little Toaster. I don't know why that keeps coming up at the moment. I really want to watch The Brave Little And this is a thing, not related to shoe people. Why is it not on Disney Plus? Is it not a Disney film? It is a Disney film. It's a Disney property, yeah. but for some reason... I'll tell you why it's not on Disney Plus, because they don't want to realise it's just Toy Story with a toaster. <laughs> so, what would you give the shoe people? I'd give it the boot. Hey, oh, that was terrible. I've done it again. I've got my pen. Right, what would you give it? I'll give shoe people. I'll give it 20. I've got a theory it was designed in a, designed and made in a lunchtime. <laughs> like, oh, we need to get something out quickly. Uh, glove people? No. Socks? No. Trouser teams? No. T-shirted terrapins? No. Shoe people. Pants people. Pants people could have been amazing. Oh, I shouldn't have brought up pants, should I? Because you're uh, Christmas. Week. It's a sad week. Your Christmas pants perish this week. Well, I've kept the elastic. I just can't throw throw it away. I'm looking at it now. Like I just have the red elastic as the Grinch on. Just <laughs> Why can't it, you throw it away? Because I was going to do a funny TikTok with it, and then realise this just looks weird. It's me with some elastic and some underpants. <laughs> I'm just looking at it, remembering the good times we had. And they weren't a good pair of pads. Do you know those pair of pads when all your good pair of pads are in the wash? I own, I'd say, the region of seven decent pairs of boxer shorts, yeah? Yes. And decent pairs. Overall, I've got about 15, all right? So when those seven are out of acts, you have to go into the <laughs> reserves. And this this pair have been around for so long, but they're so uncomfy. And they're the kind of ones that you put on hungover when you don't realise what you're doing. And they've always been there being uncomfortable, being useless since that Christmas. And it was just sad to see him go. Might be a silly question, but can't you just buy another pair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> I've had people offer to buy me pants in my dear. <laughs> well, I was overstating it. <laughs> One of those posts, I posted, we will go sailing no more from Toy Story. With the sad it was, face it was and... a beautiful moment. Like I, I have, I have got other pads. I don't just own one pair that has perished. Uh, but enough of that. Let's talk about you. I'm going to say twenty. What would you say? I'd say, I'd say fifteen. I'd take it down five. Would you? Shall we? Shall we give it sixteen? Yes. I don't know. Let's. Uh, well, most 17? of the stuff that sometimes we do stuff, and I just we give it higher because of the nostalgia of when little we thought it was good. But then, as I didn't really see it when I was little, 16. I'm going 16. Yeah. Let's lock it in. That's it. Shoe people locked in at 16. Hopefully not size 16. Uh-huh. All right, let's say about a man with big shoes. Terrified town that lives on its own. So, our next one is... Oh. What shall we do? I don't know. TFI Friday! Bye.
Whenever I hum the tune to TFI Friday in my head, it turns into men behaving badly, and I don't know why. It's If I was ever in a band and I had to say, can you play the theme for TFI Friday? It would be a disaster. This must rate very high. It's the most 90s thing I've ever seen. Well, not ever seen. I love it. We do a 90s show, so I've seen lots of 90s things. I, watching it back, one like Chris Evans, when he's good, he's great. Also, the little kind of area sat in the pub looks like it's a shed that's been built onto the side of the studio. It's like, how was that legal at the time? You know the bit, the actual studio that overlooks the stage? Yes. It don't look secure, does it? It's a weird setup as well, because, like, if you're in the music bit, you get all the bands, but then you don't get him talking to the guests. So then you're like, oh, I'm missing half the show, whatever end of the... Well, no, if if you're in the bar bit, you can go and listen to the band. But if you're on the other way around, you can't... There's no big screen you can watch them doing the interview. It is pretty odd, the layout. Like, initially, when I was doing Jones's Holiday Park, like, what I wanted to do was make it feel like TFI Friday stage, and you'd cut away from one and go to the other. But but what tended to happen in the Hartford Strug is they thought the live entertainment had finished, and they'd completely annoyed on the person on the other stage. <laughs> I quite, there's something about it, like, it just made me feel warm and fuzzy, like I was about to get some uh, Bernard Manning's, Bernard Manning's, Bernard Matthews turkey dinosaurs, Bernard Manning's one would be different. Bernard Manning's turkey dinosaurs. Oh, would you like a little bit of this? <laughs> uh, I just... Remember that, that that bloke at the gig that just kept uh, telling us racist jokes, and it's like, you can use these if you want, but maybe, maybe not. Oh, what the, what, the guy who invented Hard House? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I started the hard house in trance, and it's like, what? How? <laughs> that was an odd night. That was a very odd night. Why do people feel the need to do this? Like, I've never had anyone tell me a joke who's been a guest who's come to see me. Just tell me a nice joke. It's always yeah. been hideously racist, homophobic, or sexy. I don't think ever anyone's just told me so. I thought, well, that's nice. My mate Joseph's dad told me a joke, which was I worked started working for a organist it's hard work you always have to pull out all the stops which is quite a nice little joke which is usable joke Love actually he, want, he wanted to give it to mark simmers but mark simmers wouldn't take it and i said well i have it um, but that's that's all you need sometimes isn't it like share a nice joke there's what i heard the other day like why did uh the pie walk down the street i don't know to meet potato <laughs> it's just nice isn't it you don't need horrible stuff I had someone come up to me the other week after a gig, and we've gone vastly off topic on and saying, oh, you were good, but you need to do more blue, dark stuff. And it's like, I need to do more blue, dark stuff at all. It's perfectly fine. Go and watch a blue, dark comedian. It's a weird thing to say. No, I have you wouldn't a... go into Tesco, would you, and go up to the cashier and go, I love the way you're scanning stuff, but you need to be more of a cunt. <laughs> it just makes no sense. Sorry, I said the C word. Are we allowed to? <laughs> yeah. Anyway... Anyway, TFI Friday. It was the episode where we didn't win Euro 96. Oh. So on the show was the lightning seed, David Bedil and Skinner. (laughs) (laughs) Supergrass. Supergrass. David Seaman. Dodgy was singing uh, Stay Out for the Summer. It's the most 90s thing I've ever watched. Why they booked them to sing on a show where they know they've been kicked out. To sing three lines at the end. But did wasn't that number one like the second week or something, or am I wrong? Like when I we think, got kicked out. I think so, yeah. Because like uh, the didn't the, count was on the Saturday. The <laughs> Fuji's one, didn't they? That they beat it and then it came back again, I think. Yeah. It is a tune. I've got a special version of that. Chris Evans has got a little sign that says Chris is in. Yeah. He pulls it across. Uh oh he 
they got they got some tickets for the final and stuck it in a shredder, and everyone was clapping the shredder. It's like, hey, oh. this shredder. Then he sort of put try and put cheese in it, and it would. He's just, the thing is, on the way he presents, is he generally hopes you feel like you're at a party with someone who's just like, oh, they're a bit of a lad, and like, yeah, yeah, this is fun. And that's what I feel watching Chris Evans, especially that early stuff. I generally feel like, oh, I don't know what's going on, but I'm coming with you. The one I watched was uh, a compilation of Sean Ryder's finest moment. Uh, It was about 10 minutes. One where he was told not to swear. Uh, Chris Evans, the last time you were on, you swore. This time, if you don't swear, I will give you my shoes. He takes off his shoes, hands the shoes to Sean Ryder. He went, oh, they're fucking good brogues, them. And then takes the (laughs) shoes back. And also, uh, I think it was Black Grape. I don't think it was Happy Mondays, because it would have been Black Grape at the time, performed live on TFI Friday and did a pretty vague buyer <laughs> sex pistols where the lyrics were, oh, so pretty, oh, so fucking pretty, oh, so fucking pretty. And it cut away to Chris Evans just going, I am so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. And then it had to be made like an hour in advance before it went out. From that <laughs> I love stuff like that. There's not enough of that anymore, is there? People just swearing on TV. Or it's oh, getting have... booed at the Jubilee. Didn't they have Ali G on Radio 1? And ever since he swore on there, they've always been like a minute, couple, 30 seconds behind so they can edit yeah. out anything that happened. I don't know how the person must be sitting there with the button, like going, hang a minute, hang a minute. Right, block it. Block it for 30 seconds. <laughs> they can't hear what you just said. It's odd, isn't it? It's such an odd thing, like... To be just, just stood there waiting for it. Oh, he said it. They did the Michael Caine bit, which was a pre-recorded bit. Chris Evans drove his car to Michael Caine's house. And we've got a new feature on this Small Screen Nighty show, which is Michael Caine's Football Analysis, which I will play now. feel sorry for, for Southgate. But you wouldn't have sent Southgate there for the six-pencil yourself, would you? No, I, I honestly expected to see Ince or, or McMenamin or even Tony Adams. I was stunned when Southgate came up because uh, um, I, I don't... Th- Someone told me that he doesn't even take penalties for his own side. But I think everybody else was scared to take him and he, he had the guts. So he took a lot of guts to go up and do that. I think everybody should have a kick at the goal and then several people will be to blame. Where Michael Caine des- describes what the England team should have done in Euro 96. <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> I, 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 uh, can, can we, do we know anyone who does a good Michael Caine and we can just get him on on a weekly basis? What I see. Yeah, I thought this, this feature... Yeah, it's only going to work for one week because I don't think I've got any more of Michael Caine football I, I, I think we can review so much more with Michael Caine. Michael Caine explains what the Tamagotchi fan should have done. So Chris Evans is doing a Michael Caine impression to Michael Caine until he starts interviewing him seriously and starts doing his serious voice going, oh, yes, we've been in these big films, haven't you? And he's, he's, I said he drove to the house. So the clip of him going back it's just the same clip, just reversed. So the car's going backwards, back down to where it's been. So they couldn't even be asked to try and recreate it and record him going back with his car. There's not enough of that anymore. Stupid production. No, I like I like it when they record something that's obviously. Oh, did didn't uh, Graham Norton do it on the Graham Norton show with Elton John? And uh, he was meant to go off and interview into Elton John and come back. And he got the wrong tie on when he came back or something. Yeah. He put the he just put the new he put the tie on just to make sure the continuity was right before he left and came back again. Thought, why do you bother? We know that it isn't live. We know, but it's playing along though, isn't it? That's the magic of theatre than television. I think it was they, great watching it back, man. It really was good fun. Oh, I did say that they uh, shredded the football tickets, stuck them in a shredder, then put them into a a blender with some bitter and some hair and mixed it up and then made Jamie the student drink it. Oh, Jamie <laughs> the student. That's so bad, isn't it? You could get away with stuff like that in the 90s as well, getting people just drinking hair and Euro <laughs> 96 tickets. I didn't understand the hair bit. I thought, why did you stuck hair into a pint for? It didn't need it, did it? It didn't no. need the hair. It was just a strong enough bit on its own. 
I mean, you, you said, I think you said even on here, they brought it back and it wasn't the same when they brought back Tier 5 Friday. I, uh, yeah, it's weird when they bring stuff back and just don't leave it be. But saying that, Big Breakfast has been commissioned for a new series. Has it? So, yeah, I, I believe I saw something the other day, but on that level of tiredness now, I may have just made it up. <laughs> Google it, fuckers. <laughs> so, what do you think of the Tier 5 Friday? I, 70. Yeah, I thought just maybe because it's just because it's so 90s. An episode I watched had most 90s people on it I've ever seen. Apart from Michael Caine, I wouldn't really count him a 90s person. He, uh, yeah, he's, he, he's kind of all eras, isn't he, Michael Caine? But his football analysis was top notch. Michael, you legend. Well, do you know what we've got to do? Let's lock it in. And not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Michael Caine, where did you come from? Sheffield Wednesday, 3 0. <laughs> I'm over it. It's me, Michael Caine. Why do we fall down so we can pick ourselves back up again, Bruce? It's good, isn't it? No. I reckon I should be uh, an impressionist. Give me an impression. I'll do it for you right now. Um, Frank Spencer. Oh, Betty! What should we do next? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Crosswits. Welcome to the show where there's never, of course, a crossword. That sigh just told everyone everything they need to know about the next segment. I, I, I got in, right, the other night, and it was midnight. And believe it or not, I generally write a few notes about this. And I put it on Crosswits. I watched two minutes at 12 o'clock. And then I'd realised I'd fallen asleep and it was half past four in the morning. So, <laughs> I do not know what 
It's an amazing with... show. It's just Did you doing. Like it? No, it's just doing um, <laughs> crossword puzzles, isn't it? That's all it is. I think that's what got me as well. And like, I did a brief stint in an old people's home as the entertainment manager, and they love crosswords. But I'm not good at doing crosswords, so I had to give them like yesterday's crosswords. <laughs> so I had today's answers because I was so hopeless at it. They'd all sit there. It's like, oh, have you got the answers? Yes. That's how bad I was at crossword. That I lied to a bunch of old people about it. And if any of you are listening, sorry guys, they were always old crossword. I like Tom O'Connor only because of the Stuart Lee. Re- <laughs> he, he came out, Stu. He said he was in oil. Yeah, he came out, but he never met him before. But that conversation he has with his mum is basically what I have with my parents, with my comedy, like going, oh, why can't you be like them and do what they do? Come on. Come on, stop doing your silly voices. Come on. Come on, do your proper Pick comedy. Have a nice shiny suit. Go and do some cruise lining. <laughs> have the um, time of your life. My mum did it to me the other week. I'm going like, oh, we saw this great comedian in Benidorm. And I, was like, and I knew the comedian as well. I go like, no, you didn't. Like, you know, and you're like, what? What, what do you mean, like, do you mean no, she didn't? Well, like, I'm not, I'm not going to cut. Please cut this. Like, <laughs> no, this is gold. This is gold. Right, this was the line that was used by him as well. Like, my mum was talking about, like, yeah, the thing she said, like, the guy Jemmy said, like, you can't say what you used to be able to say. Yes. And I don't, one, don't believe that's true. And two, what have you said that has been that bad that you can't say it anymore? Have you ever said anything on stage that you can't say anymore? Uh, sort of. This, this one thing now that there's one bit of my act which I think, I have to be the right audience that know that it, I'm saying the wrong thing. And I know I'm saying the wrong thing. I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah, because you're a nice person. Right? And generally, I think people go with the act. You don't say stuff just to upset people or offend people. No. Because... It's a very old <laughs> slur, and I think it's so old and so outdated that people will realise that I'm saying it for the, right, the wrong reason yeah. on purpose. Not that I actually mean it. But some audience is like, oh, well, he means it. No, I don't mean it. So it's more of a misunderstanding for someone yeah. who's involved. Like, yeah. So was it Jim Davison? It, oh, it was fucking Jim Davison. I'm not, I'm not it, saying it. I'll tell you what. I'm not, I'm not was it stupid. Bobby Davro? <laughs> well, it wasn't Bobby Davro. We can go through the list of the top 10 comedians. Was it Jeanette Cranky? She's like, you can't say anything me nowadays. It was Jeanette Cranky going, you can't say anything. But it's just, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card, isn't it? You can. You can say whatever you want. You just have to back it up. And if you're saying it, something that's offending people, we don't say it. Was it Paul Ross? It, it, do you know what? It was actually uh, Dominic Diamond. What? No, it, it wasn't. Was Dominic you just Diamond. Picked, no, you've just picked that from, name out of random. Your mum's not going to Benidorm and watch Dominic Diamond say we can't say nothing. She, you she can't did, see nothing was, anymore. Anyway, big man. of uh, Patrick Moore in the big background as well. It was out of a show. Anyway, man, you're going to be playing Grand Theft Auto 2. Off you go. Oh, you did quite well there, didn't you? Hey, oh, there's a sexual idiot over there. Uh, we should do Games Master. <laughs> That's on next week. I love Games Master. And, and your voice on it, man. We can pretend we're interviewing him. So, cross, before so we went down a, ra- a rabbit hole that might get us both cancelled in some weird way. No. I was explaining, I didn't actually say what I say. I was just saying what I don't say. Um, yeah, but you Carol... don't say anything bad. Let's just clarify. Or, or we can cut it out. Let's see what happens, Lister. Did we leave it in? Because if we didn't leave it in, this bit sounds really weird. Right. Carol Vorderman was a guest, guest host on one team, and Richard Whiteley was a guest on the other team. Like, if you're going to rip off Cal now, <laughs> don't bring so them with you. Don't, don't bring the lads with you. Uh, there was so much grey hair in the audience when I when I watched the episode. How much grey hair? Quite a lot of grey hair. It's very much an old person's thing, as we've established. It doesn't need to be on TV, does it? It's, it's just a nice thing to do in a paper. You all right? For the listener, Chris is now frantically moving around like he's doing Agadu and trying to put some earphones in. Chris? Chris! Chris, hello? I didn't know where that was. My earphones just died. <laughs> That's how bad CrossFit was, man. Uh... I didn't get any of the answers most of the time. You should have got the newspaper. <laughs> I got... Oh, uh, it was... What was an Earth? And it was a mental wire. And uh, what do dwarves do? And it was a whistler. I, I think I'm... I can't say that. <laughs> the, the end game was 
was the easiest bit of the quiz because they did it quite quickly. And the lady won a drive-by holiday. A drive-by holiday? What, she got to take people out and she went around Vienna, did she? And uh, Tom O'Connor's... Sure that's what that's called? It's called a drive-by holiday. A drive-by... I don't think it is a drive-by when you shoot someone, like, on a car, like, if you're done in a drive-by. A drive-through holiday? You just go through from drive-through? No, it's a drive-by. What, with Biggie Smalls and two? Yeah. Uh, drive-by holiday. Yeah, drive-by holiday. Oh. Right, well, I'll get the audio. Look, look, this him saying drive-by holiday. Look, yes. if, the, if the pupils are watching, they'll know you've won a week's fly drive holiday for two in the south of France. See, I was right. I'm going to go with yes. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Here's the thing. Look at me being professional and going straight back into the conversation. I'm, 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 look, I'm looking at you. Uh, shall we lock it in? Yeah, well, what? Because I'm well, I can't give it anything because I only saw oh. two minutes of it. I'll give it ten points for Tom O'Connor. Uh, I give uh, it. I, I make it eleven just for. Uh, if it would have been Des O'Connor, <laughs> yeah. straight away, but it weren't. Well, I, I thought there'd be more to um to play for on it, and there'd be more things to talk about. But no, obviously not. Uh, why doesn't out that one of us fell asleep? Who who was this? Was the celebrities on the version you watched? Then you must have seen the celebrities before you fell asleep. I think no. it was the same episode. Oh, I was it. I uh, I can read you what notes I wrote down. Yeah, I'll read them out. Crosswitch. Oh, it's those guys from Countdown. That was it. <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I drew a smiley face. So let's lock it. In that was Crosswitz, everyone's favorite. But now let's go on to a show by Adam and Joe. Warning the Adam and Joe show is a high density program. Start taping now. Well, what you get felt very retro because uh, I know there's episodes on um, Line you can watch, but I I watched it on the DVD. Oh, you legend! I uh, I never really watched it at the time. Uh, the the one I did love was the BBC Three short-lived show Adam and Joe Take Tokyo, where they were in Tokyo reviewing stuff and looking at stuff, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, this watching it back was great. I just love the little toys being moved around. The album review being wrestled by some punk rocker to the floor was a oh. personal favourite of mine. Oh no, wasn't it? Um, oh, the bloke from oh, it's it's Frank Skinner's favourite band. Oh, it's the bloke from oh, it's the bloke from the, the Nightingales. No, no, not Nightingales. No, the um, Buzzcocks. No. <laughs> The, the the fool. The fool, that's it. What's his name? Uh, the lead singer of the uh, fool. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> it doesn't make it wouldn't make any much difference to the uh conversation. It, it won't make any much sense. Oh Marky Marky Smith. Mark E. Smith, yes. He, he stuck a plastic bag on his head and tried to suffocate him. TV was very different in the nineties. If you wrestled uh Say one of Ant and Deck to the floor and tried to suffocate them. One Ant thought he was probably on a great night. But, oh, I, you can't do that anymore, can you? He really did go for it. Well, it's like when punks were actually punks, not... Also, they're revolutionary because basically... Please that... take out that I, I, I said when punks were punks, not whatever they are now. No, they stayed in. Oh, fuck it. What, why not have a pop at the Owl's Angel while I try it as well? Um, right. They're revolutionary. Revolu- they're revolutionary because most of the stuff is like what happens on the internet now. And there's like a sense of honestness as well when you watch it and you think, oh, these guys are really into making a great show because they're people place where they just went to places and asked people questions. Look, they'd always put the microphone to their face and not let them speak. Go look, you're making popcorn, aren't you? And then pull the microphone away. <laughs> a bad dad. It's weird when you think about what parents do, because like, I like to think like what my father would make if he was ever given the chance to make a TV show, and I would probably deem it as unwatchable. Like, but I, I really love him. He's it. a great guy. 
but but maybe maybe we should do it. Maybe we should just give Phil some money, send him off to make something that he thinks people want to watch. And your dad could recreate Baghdad and listen to music videos and <laughs> review them. Let's do it. I'll, I'll give him a ring after. This. He's notoriously <laughs> hard to get hold of because he doesn't believe in phone. True fact. Phone, Dad. I'm not going to write phone, Phil, because I won't. Uh, because I don't call it that. Quizzle sticks, which is Quizzle every, sticks. Every Channel Five quiz show where it's very complicated. The rule. It's perfect after pub TV, and like there was that sweet spot. And I didn't get much of it. Because I wasn't at the, the same age when pub TV was it where you come in after a few drinks and maybe not been to a nightclub, and this would be on the telly, this or the word. The the Media Chaos Collective, where they came in and said, hello there, we're taking over your, your station. <laughs> they did pranks. Did you, have you seen the one where they go around the shops and they take the, the 10% or 20% free out of the packaging because it says it's free and yeah, almost yeah. get kicked out of the shop? That's gold, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because that then well, it didn't become trigger-happy. I don't know what that... There's nothing like that anymore, that kind of fearlessness of doing something like that. The, the Bobby De Niro song, his name is Bobby. Oh, Bobby De Niro. <laughs> He's a very nice person and a very good actor. I could sing the whole thing. For That's beautiful. Who am I? I'm Chesney Hawks. I'm Chesney Hawks. Oh, you're Alice Beer. No, think harder. Chesney Hawks. You're Chesney Hawks? Yes. OK, who am I? You talking to me? Peter Andre. No. Are you talking to me? Oh, I know. Yeah. What's his name? His name is Bobby. Bobby De Niro. He's a lovely person. And a very good actor. Once upon a time in America. Houston, 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 Angelica. He's a super actor and a very lovely guy. With a cheeky smile and a mole under his eye. His name is Bobby. Ooh, Bobby De Niro. He's a lovely person. Ooh, and a very good actor. He was in Godfather 2, but not Godfather 3. Are you, are you, are you looking at me? He could teach Kevin Bacon a thing or two. Looking, looking, looking at me, are you? His name is Bobby. Ooh, Bobby De Niro. Ah, he's a lovely person. Ooh, and a very good actor. Ah, he played Jake LaMotta in the film of Raging Bull. He ate, he ate, he ate, he ate till he was full. He did some comedy in a film with Shawnee Penn. He will never, never, never try that again. His name is Bobby. Ooh, Bobby De Niro. Ah, he's a lovely person. Ooh, and a very good actor. Ah, but when he is not acting, it is said he is boring. But I do not believe this. It is you that is boring. In Midnight Run, he showed to us a light, a racking style, proving he could swear a lot, but also make you smile. This world is full of bad men, but Bobby still repeats. One day a rain will come to wash this scum off all his streets. His name is Bobby. Ooh, Bobby De Niro. Ah, he's a lovely person. This is on the Christmas album. Also, there was a parody of the Heinz Baked Bean advert with the music from Lady Black Mombasa. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> where, are they? where are they now? They did Lion King and then you didn't see them anymore. That album, though, was massive. That Lady Smith Black Mombasa. Oh, sorry, I missed the Smith <laughs> I remember that. That's the 90s thing. Oh, what have they been up to? It's very doing... niche, though, isn't it? They're doing pubs now. Yeah, I'd like to see the take-ins on that. Well, I can give you 300 quid, but you're going to have to split it. They made fun of director's commentary and saying, that, um, which is true, that it's just them going, oh, I love this shot. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I, I didn't feel very well this day, today. Oh, no, no. I use every single DVD that I've got behind me. I've listened to every single director's commentary, and I don't know why. Do you know what? 
if it is 90s, I don't know if it, we need to do the Rob Brydon show direct commentary. Did you ever see it? I don't think it is. I think it's 2000s. Oh, <laughs> why do we put this us in this fortress? <laughs> the Bob Hoskins song. Uh, football, ball, ball, footy, footy, footy. And uh, he um, got something wrong. Oh, they, they did some outtakes. We did some wrong. And Adam put on a Joe T-shirt. And he said, you couldn't organise a piss up in the brewery. And he said, yes, but I could. So they go to a brewery and try and get in and have, try and have a piss up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to have a piss up in a brewery. Basically, I watched the whole DVD yesterday. We'll skip most some bits. I've watched all four series-ish. That's amazing. Well, no, not all four series. The the, the uh, coll- it's the best of the DVDs. Uh, Do you know what though? I cleared out loads of DVDs, and since then, and doing this, I realised I oh. needed them DVDs. <laughs> and, 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 and I've also had to go and get BritBox because the weird shit we do on here. No one wants it on there. <laughs> the, the, the Brave Little Toaster. The Brave Little Toaster. Can't find it anywhere. Should we start a uh, internet campaign to try and get it onto Netflix? Uh, n- not Netflix, Disney+. Plus. Everyone will want it. It's great. Have you ever seen The Brave Little Toaster? Yes, but I can't remember what happens. I know he's a toaster that talks. Oh, it's, got, it's got music in it. It's got horrifying. It's brilliant. It's one of the greatest films ever, which means I think it's the 80s. Bugger. Damn. These rules that we invented for ourselves. These bloody, these bloody rules. Can't talk about toasters. I loved it so much. I'll probably get a brave little toaster tattoo. Oh, I thought you meant Adam and Joe. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I thought we were back on topic then. But no, we're talking about the brave little toasters. Uh, um, I'd, I'd get an Adam and Joe tattoo. I'll get one that just says Adam. I like the Star Wars parodies. And for some reason, Alec Guinness is always drunk. Come on, can I have five P for a cup of tea? Uh I think, and it was when Star Wars hadn't been done to death as well, because now it's a bit much, but Obi-Wan Kenobi absolutely amazing. <laughs> they did a parody of TFI Friday. And they did were talk- they? I didn't see it. They were talking about um, someone in the audience had a little car and Chris Evans had a big car. He's going, oh, yours is ickle, mine is big. And then someone in the audience in the background goes, that wasn't very funny. I was like, yeah, that's almost <laughs> like what it was like watching the real version. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very funny. <laughs> oh, on the, on if the, ever I need, sorry. No, no. Paul, I'm, if ever oh, I'm heckling anyone. That yeah. is what I'm going to use. <laughs> that wasn't very funny. That wasn't very funny. You're still driving that old land speeder of yours. <laughs> uh, let's just compare your ickle land speeder to my big new X Reg Millennium Falcon, which cost me one hour's wages. <laughs> Funny. Well, on, on the DVD, when they got the music that plays when you're in the, uh, uh, what is it called? It's so long since I watched the DVD. The title screen. And it yeah. plays for a bit. And then you just hear Adam go, no, 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 I don't want to play this anymore. And it just goes <laughs> off. He goes, all right, then one more time. Um, I like that. So what would we give Adam and Joe? I, uh, I'm going to give it 60. No, 65. I, I will go with you on uh, oh, I liked it. I, th- I said they could bring it back and do if they did start doing parodies of more recent. The Tokyo one's really good. Mm. Like it's it was. I remember at the time because they were like completely immersed in that culture, and then like all the bands they had were like Tokyo metal bands and stuff. It was just great. And they all did it for their bedroom. So I said they were pioneers, I mean, but that's what everyone started doing during the lucky yeah. down. The old panny. Well, well let lock it. In that was Adam and Joe getting 65. Thank you, dear listener. Not dear listener, thank you, listener, for listening to us and spending some time with us and being with us because we feel we've been with you. I wonder how much you think this time would be worth, how much it would cost, how much can you pay for time in good deeds? Probably not. We probably don't know each other, but you can pay us back by signing up to our Patreon. She's starting very soon. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Mm, that wasn't very funny. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.